0: Welcome back to the Fantasy Tippler. We've been offline off for a little while. We've got some good things going on. One of the things that's gonna be happening is we're finally getting the website together and it's gonna be fun. It could be real basic, but I'm just excited because I had to learn how to build it myself because I was willing to, not willing to pay anybody to do it for me. And that's why it's taken a year to put it together. Also, new concept going on. I am going to start interviewing Regular fantasy football players on this podcast, would you tell me about your thoughts, opinions, and what's going on in the NFL and how would your recent season and what you want to do coming up? And if you are interested in being on the podcast, please hit me up on uh, social media, either on Twitter at Fantasy Tippler or Instagram at The Fantasy Tippler, and we will definitely schedule some time. And I want everyday average players, so really get to know the the people. So. Today, uh, we have Jared Hernandez, and it's going to be a great interview, so let's get that started. All right, let's wrap it up. Okay, you ready? I'm ready. All right. All right, welcome to the Fantasy Templar. We're here today with Jared. How you doing today, Jared?
1: I'm doing great. How are you?
0: Uh, I wish I had better lighting for my podcast. Um. So what do you think, the Cowboys <laughs> going to win today? Or are they going to like, you know, fall in the place like they always do in the playoffs?
1: Uh, I think they're going to get it done today. I think the final score, I got a final score prediction for you guys. Uh, Cowboys 31, Niners 27.
0: Ooh, so 31, 27. I'm almost yeah. willing to put money on that. Um, it's not fun. We'll do that. Uh, you want to do a $20 bet?
1: Um, who are you going for in this bet?
0: Uh, I'm going to say, okay, you say it's Uh, 31-27. I say it's 49ers. Um, I'm going to put it at, I'm going to make it a close game. I'm going to put it at 24-21. Okay, 49ers. I think
1: think
0: Dallas defense will keep it, you know, not a high-scoring game.
1: think so? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: It's
0: a field goal.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah, um
0: we'll so I wanna I just wanna add to ask you a couple of questions. Uh you are a everyday fantasy football player. So first yeah. thing is how long have you been playing fantasy football? Uh
1: since two thousand and ten.
0: Ten. Okay. Um and how many so currently, how many leagues are you in? Right now two. Two? Or what what kind of
1: leagues are they? Are they like uh,
0: dynasty? PPR, draft,
1: Yeah, so two leagues. Uh, first one is PPR League, uh, actually with you. Um, mm-hmm. You know, your league, um, PPR format. I've been doing that one with you guys for, I think, 2011. So this was the uh, – was last year the 10th year then? 10th season then. Uh, so that's one league. Uh, the other league is uh, – Used to be traditional PPR format with like twelve guys, ten guys, but we switched uh, because of COVID. We switched to a uh, week uh, sorry daily fantasy format, but we did that every week. So not your traditional format like you know traditional PPR or non PPR where you do a whole season. Um, but instead, uh, you know, did a weekly, uh, daily fantasy format where you could have, you know, players each team. Well, I won't go into it, but oh, no, so no, like,
0: so like, uh you guys didn't, you guys couldn't draft in person, I'm assuming, I, and so you guys switched to a weekly competition. Uh, I'm assuming that's kind of based on a similar setup that you got normally during the season, so you could, yeah. You can, almost draft every week, if
1: you you know. Yeah, you know, that's exactly weeks. right. So uh, because we couldn't meet in person, COVID, you know, obviously changed a lot of things. Um, they uh, we, we decided that because we couldn't meet in person and do a typical in-person draft where you have an actual draft board, stickers, uh, plus that's, a lot of fun, right? Food, those are always the best ones. It's, it's
0: hard to get everybody, even before COVID, it's hard to get everybody to, uh, you know, come into town because, you know, Especially, you know, like you and I, we've been in Leeds for over a decade now where, you know, people move, people,
1: you know, their priorities change, everybody's having babies. Yeah, exactly. You know, families start, um, you know, kind of priorities change, um, you know, so because of that, um, it's harder to get everyone together, like you said you know, everyone loves fantasy drafts, getting together, hanging out with the boys, you know, having a good time. And, um, you know, we just, things change, time changes, families change, and, you know, COVID, with COVID, that certainly threw a wrench in everybody's plans. So, you know, we uh, decided to do a, um, you know, fantasy, sorry, online format. Well, not, not so much online, even, it was just, here are your you know, your daily week your daily fantasy, you know, team that you could assemble. Um, you know, every player or my you know, you're playing against every opponent on a weekly basis. So you're playing literally against, you know, however many entrants there were. I think there was like 13 total entrants. Um, so you know, more than like your, you know, opponent on a single opponent on a PPR format or non PPR format you're playing against literally everybody who could have the same players that you select for that given week. So I could have you know, Dak Prescott and CD lamb and you could have Dak Prescott and CD lamb too. And we wouldn't know because obviously we're playing against each other. We're competitive, but, um, literally you could have, you know, similar players on a week by week basis. Um, so, different, different format. You know, I wasn't used to that format. So it took a little bit getting used to last year uh, was the first year we, you know, we did that.
0: Did you forget to set the lineup any week?
1: Um, no, I didn't. But with, with the lineups, you know, one thing about the lineups is that um, you uh, you have to be on top of it because a player, I think in that format, um, if a player gets put on COVID you have to, you know, at the last second or last minute or the day of, you have to be on the lookout for that. Yeah, So that was big
0: problem for this year with a lot of like, you know, my draft team, like I would just be lazy on Sunday or hungover and, yeah. you know, just would, wouldn't would start really like get my brain working until like after the game started. And then like I see like three people on my lineup and just they got hit with the curve and I wasn't paying attention to it. So, yeah. Uh, so how many weeks did you win? Uh, this season and that, and that uh,
1: people are daily format. I won one week and I got, I placed top three in three other weeks. Oh, not bad. Yeah. So you got
0: your, what, what, what's the first play out? Well, I mean, what do okay, so y'all do first, second, third, and what are yeah. the payouts?
1: The payouts are 45 uh, for first. Third was 10. And then second, uh, somewhere in between, you know, 10, 45 bucks. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't play second, but um, I placed either first or third this year. And um, actually, I did better the first year for some reason. I don't know why, but, um, you know, in, th- in that daily format, sometimes it's, you know, I don't know. So I, need- I can
0: could, I could explain that. Like, you know, when, when I'm playing in daily format, <laughs> uh, I still treat it like my dynasty or my redraft leagues. So there's, yeah. there's certain players that I always put in my lineup that I'm just loyal mm-hmm. to because, like, could I keep thinking I'm getting a deal. Like, yeah, what a great example. I played Quentin Sutton way too long. On well, my, he's your SMU yeah, guy, yeah. Like, even I mean, he was hot for like a, a second in the beginning of the season, but as soon as Jared Judy came back, like he was freaking. Was it? But I can't I like because he's an SMU guy and I like I freaking love him and you know, you know I just I've I've missed out on some payout because I keep putting and certainly in there when i could have been putting Hunter renfro who was yeah. fucking awesome but that, like it, he was. His cost was always very very low so yeah um well that's cool so uh let's talk about the most fun thing that we do in fantasy football and that's draft is with with the boys or you yeah know, like, wait, you have i would love to see more current out there um get, get more women involved but like you know the yeah but. I just i just don't come across them uh yeah so talk about draft day 21 draft day regrets um for you like have you really thought about some of the things you've done yeah. uh some of the things you, you kind of wish you spent too high on
1: um. <laughs> yeah definitely that's a good question um i actually uh looked at my um not my draft lineup but i usually what i usually do after every draft that we have at least in our league um, in every in-person draft. I like to take a picture of my draft picks just to see like, okay, how I started the season and then how I ended and kind of compare, you know, what moves I made, what mistakes I made. And uh, certainly I looked at the way, um, I don't know what happened to that picture. I think I deleted it, but the picture I took of this year's draft at the start. Um, so, I decided to uh, look at my roster just earlier this morning, doing um, preparation for this. And man, there's three mistakes that I made. Uh, the first one, uh, Saquon Barkley. I thought he was, I thought, yeah, I know. We, we can laugh, right? Um, I, I thought for some reason that he was going to have a good year despite a inconsistent op- offensive line. I thought somehow he'd be healthy this year. Um, but you know, that didn't work out. Um inconsistent O line, um, didn't help his cause. Poor play calling, I think. Joe Judge, who ended up getting fired, um, that did him in. And uh I just, you know, that was a that mistake that was mistake one. Um <laughs> the other two, and that was my first round guy too. So yeah. You know, with your first-round picks, uh, either, you know, in my case or in some other cases, a guy like Christian McCaffrey, who I didn't draft, but, you know, that guy, he hadn't played a full season since, who knows, when, um, maybe his rookie year. Same with Saquon. Like, they're two injury-prone running backs. So that was one mistake that I made. Uh, The second one, um, two other offensive guys – that um, I think I drafted in the second, third, or fourth rounds ended up being um, uh, the running back for Jacksonville, James Robinson. Although he did have some good weeks, for the most part, uh, what, what round did you draft him in? Either second, third, or fourth. I think. He oh yeah, that's in way too high. <laughs> and um, I ended up. Well, see, I have a you know ranking system, right? Based right. on you know certain publications rankings and. They ranked him pretty high. Why? Oh, they have a great of... running
0: back. I just, you know, with all the uncertainty with over Meyer, I think it's the beginning of the season. And um, I'm blanking who's the, who's the running back that they drafted
1: um, Travis Etienne. 18. Yeah. Because he got hurt. And I think he was actually, may have been ranked in Robinson's spot or maybe around there. I, right yeah, from, they yeah. were kind of back to back. Yeah.
0: But they were like, and Travis, to my Travis mind, they were
1: like fifth round. Not like, yeah. I mean, you took him early. I did, and that's one of my key mistakes, too, uh, taking him that high. Um, him, I, you know, Clemson, that Clemson running back, I think he would have been, had a good season or decent season. But, um, you know, the Jags' offensive line is not well-touted or highly-touted. So, you know, ended, ended up, uh, you know, not being a great pick. And then the other mistake I saw, I noticed, was drafting Allen Robinson, also in the, either in the third or fourth round, and, guy, oh, that was a stinker. Um, so you're talking three, you know, three picks out of the top four rounds that didn't pan out for me. And that was the result of, I think, of the season I had had. You know, I ended up um, barely missing on the playoffs by a slim margin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we had, the league was just so competitive this year. You had, you know, almost identical records except for maybe, you know, the champion. Um, Our friend Brooks, you know, he's the one that really stood out on top. Really, the whole season, you know, he had. I think he held on to first the whole season. But beyond that, everybody from second to uh, maybe tenth place had, you know, five and seven records, or you know, like battling it out. Yeah, it was. You know, you go on a couple, two or three game winning streaks, and you could be right in the playoffs again. Uh, or you know second third place fourth place so um, you know it's real tough real competitive but that's the way our league's always been it's always been competitive it's always been um, you know hard to win every year Um, you know luckily I can say I won twice but um, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, it's still ultra competitive and you really have to be on your game every week and be on top of uh, you know players who are available uh, to pick up you know on the waiver wire and um, you really got to be on top of it. So, kudos to Brooks. I don't know if you ever listen to this, but um, kudos to you, my friend. Hopefully, he'll, <laughs> he'll make a comment uh, below. Uh, yeah. So, I got a
0: funny story about Allen Robinson. Like, so in, I think it was 2000, either 2019 or 2020, I can't remember exactly, but mm-hmm. when I was doing my mock draft or my prep, um, Alan Robinson was consistently available in the third round. And I could never decide whether or not to take him. So I asked a buddy of mine who's like, he has his own podcast. He's got his own ranking system who I trust. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's like, don't take Alan Robertson in the third. He's not worth the third, you know, maybe if he's available in the fifth tour. Sure. And yeah. it was like a record record season for uh, he was like a wide receiver. He was a perfect wide receiver too. He had a couple mm-hmm. of like monster games, but he was very consistent. Yeah. And he was the only guy on the offense. So I think it had to be 2019. So I yeah. took Allen Robinson in a couple of best ball drafts. I took a lot of best ball drafts. And I took mm-hmm. him in a lot of my other league, Uh yeah. In like the fourth round. And I held on to him way too long. Like yeah. I, I mean, by week eight, I finally decided, I'm like, okay, I have to drop him. Like, like somebody else suffer. Yeah. You know, the, the agony of him and Julio Jones. Would yeah. you know, tell them yeah. people? Yeah, so, um, so that was a, those, those are pretty. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they're like you know, regrets. Uh, um, yeah, now what, what, what place were you picking from? Let me ask you that. Like, uh, um,
1: I was picking towards the eighth or ninth position, or no, that's
0: no, funny. I, I didn't like, I didn't know no, I seventh. I think I was,
1: like, at, oh, I'm sorry, seventh position because I ended up the previous year and ended up a uh, fifth, I think. Okay. I lost in like I lost in the first round of the playoffs, and so that put me, you know. At, Isn't it crazy
0: um, that Trinkorn fell all the way to the seventh? Though, some believe he was going in top five.
1: Yeah, I know. And looking back on it, maybe Saquon, may have, not, may have not been a bad pick at the time. But man, he's just injury prone, and again, the offensive line that he has is not the greatest. So, looking back on it, I don't know if hmm. I would have
0: taken Saquon in seven. It would have been a tough call. Yeah, it depends on who else was there. Like, if Jonathan Taylor was still there, I would have taken Jonathan Taylor. Obviously. Absolutely,
1: obviously, nah. yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: Nick Chubb, I would have taken over Saquon. Like, if Saquon was there in the ninth, I probably would have taken him. And the um, funny thing,
1: too, I, I was thinking of Chubb too. Um, I was, you kind of had it between them because I think, if I remember correctly, a lot of the, well, a lot of good, a lot of the good running backs went early. Um, Taylor, I think, uh, McCaffrey. Zeke Daylor went I think.
0: than I thought he would. I thought Zeke his went pretty high too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so that, that's just funny. I mean, i have mean, going even like towards the end of this season, when he was yeah. healthy and running, and people still wouldn't put him in the daily fantasy lineup. Isn't yeah. that crazy? Like, yeah. I have never, never seen one guy in one of the leagues, he bent Saquon for the championship. Yeah. And I, I just thought, I mean, of course he did because he was smart. But I just remember thinking, like, that's so crazy that you bent Shane. Your first round pick, right? Um, so, let me look up something real quick. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, what are the what are the some of the best moves you've
1: done this year? Best like moves. Like a waiver
0: wire pickup, like a trade or a. Uh,
1: um, one comes to mind. I was looking here at uh, my roster. Um, I ended up picking up uh Renfro Hunter Renfro oh. late in the season, and uh, he, had, he ended up doing pretty well for me there. Yeah, he
0: had a great, you know, what end mid of, end,
1: of, end of, of the year,
0: center? yeah,
1: yeah. Um, him and also I ended up um getting somehow Chase Edmonds from Arizona running back, um, off the waiver wire. Maybe not off the waiver wire, unless – no, wait. I, I think I made a trade with you, too. I traded you Daryl Williams, Kansas City's running back, for yeah. um, Hua Valoa.
0: Yeah, I did. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember that. Look, I, yeah. I will get rid of Daryl Williams because, like, he was hot at the moment, and I was like – Yeah. I thought I, I thought I had a great running back crew. Like, I had Montgomery Gibson. I had – I didn't pick up Cordell Patterson, so I was pretty set running back. Yeah. Was and uh, I needed a quarterback really bad. Let me let yeah. me talk about that week I haven't. So Tom Brady, is it's just bye week, right? And there's uh-huh. nothing on the waiver wire, like yeah, because people like people have started pr- like what they never used to do. They all they always held one quarterback, and then when they needed somebody, they grabbed off the waiver of wire. Now people are holding on to quarterback. But they they the draft two quarterbacks in a one quarterback lead, and then they're, oh, it angers me. So, Tua wasn't doing great, but he was doing okay. He was putting up 20. 20 is kind of what you want. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to, uh, to try to trade because I wanted to keep my winning streak going because I got off to a bad start. Uh, my whole season, like, you know, I had five wins, mm-hmm. and I thought I had the perfect team. Yeah. It just, it's it's, it's Um, So, I wanted Tua. I traded for Tua, and then Tua gets COVID.
1: Yeah, I did see like that
0: Sunday, and I think I had to start. I had to start somebody, and he got like eleven points. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I couldn't get anybody, um, yeah. and it and it was just extremely frustrating. You know, it's always it's like I, I had a I had another problem in another league where I had um, who did I have? I had my TJ Hawkinson with my number one tight end. Then I had Good Dawson pick. Knox. Well. Oh, what Dawson Knox, yeah, yeah, Buffalo. Um, no, 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 I'm sorry. I had a Py, uh, Pye, uh what, how do you pronounce his last name? Pat, uh, Firmuth, Firmuth from uh, Pittsburgh. Okay, um, I can't, I'm mispronouncing his name. Uh, sorry, I had him and he had played mm. a Thursday night game, and, yeah. and I was like, ah, I think TJ Hawks is gonna be able to play, and then he played. He got he he would he didn't make, you know, he wasn't active on Sunday at the last minute. So it's like crap, like now I have an empty tight end spot because my backup tight end already played and my current yeah. tight end is out. And the lead setting, and I hate this. I hate this so much. You could only keep two tight end on the bench. So either I could drop TJ Hawkins and group up some idiot for like hopefully get a couple of touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Um or just play nothing because, and I called the commission about it. I was like, hey, listen, I think what's happening. He's like, yeah, sorry, I can't do anything. This is the reason why we keep the way wide competitive. You didn't prepare for, you know, you know, TJ Hawkins being out. I'm like, I did, I did have a backup. He just played Thursday and he's like, yeah, should to play again? I was just, mm. I don't like that rule. Like, cause like, you could, I couldn't go out. You can only allow to have two tight ends on the team you're like mm-hmm. you're, you're capped one of my EFPN leads you're capped at two quarterback, two tight end, two defense two kickers five running backs five uh you know wide receivers which it's good for the wide receivers and running backs because like people i mean I'm, i do it i stockpile like come the middle of the season i stockpile my running back because i know everybody's going to get hooked. so yeah um yeah that's frustrating so what mm-hmm. was, any other any other moves trades that you were quite proud of that kind of worked out for you
1: um, well, I mean, just that trade you know that helped me, I think, uh, win a week or two. Um, uh, Daryl Williams went off, he had a good week that week. Um, you think so Del that moved.
0: Gonna be good next year. And then, uh, what's that? You think Daryl Williams gonna be good next year?
1: Um, I think he's gonna be good, yeah. Would you draft um, him
0: like in the later rounds?
1: I think he's a value pick, yeah, later rounds for sure. Uh, I think he'd be a very val- valuable guy in the later rounds, yeah, definitely you know cuz the Kansas city has a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire as a starter and um, i think he's a good backup i think he'd be pretty solid um well as a backup um you know you could have him on the bench in fantasy and uh if something happens to Edwards-Hilaire then uh you know you've got Williams in your in your pocket but um you know but not only if if and i'm not you know wishing anything Edwards-Hilaire obviously but uh, even if he's not hurt, he's still a good value, you know, to get some of the other touches in the backfield. So, um, you know, I think he's pretty good value for sure. The other move that stuck out was that Renfro pickup uh, late in the season somehow happened to see he was on the waiver wire. And I said to myself, well, let me just get him, you know, he's on the waiver wire, you know, couldn't hurt. He's been having a decent year and he did well. Uh, you know, he really did for me, at least in the later weeks of the season, Um I think, uh, what's his name, when Waller got hurt, Darren Waller, the Raiders tight end, he was out for a little bit, and uh, oh, unfortunately, Henry Ruggs also, he had that horrible um, DUI crash, you know, unfortunate, horrible incident, and he obviously left the team, and you know, that obviously opened things up for Renfro to get more receptions, and get the ball more and, uh, you know, definitely helped his fantasy value. Fortunately, you know, due to that, but also again, Waller got hurt too. So yeah. that's another move that really stuck out for me, you know, at the end of the season.
0: Would you consider uh, picking up Renfro uh, next season? Let's pretend that Derek Carr is still there. Yeah. Yeah, really? Do you have to draft him? Like what, what, what round um, you draft him in right now?
1: I think – if if the carryover to next season happens, you know, obviously Ruggs is not going to be there, um, depending on, you know, maybe – I don't know if they're going to just go out in free agency and try to get a wide, wide receiver, you know, to complement Um It'll take I, to. I forget who else is in the receiving core. Well, um, they
0: are like Jay uh, Jones. with Jones? Yeah, he, I think he started in Buffalo or something. Don't quote me on that.
1: Oh, yeah, I think you're right.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. uh, He's been, he's just been a personal favorite of Derek Carter for a while. He's got, got a couple, he had a a little bit of a late season surge. But other than that, I mean, he's not, he's not like a rookie. He's been around the league for a while. Brandon Edwards. I, I took Brandon Edwards in a lot of best ball leagues. Yeah. Um, I think that he was going to take a step forward finally. But he never really did, even though Dick was the time. I think I, think, I remember picking him up like, in the midseason when Walla went down, mm-hmm. uh, and, and my and a couple of my other leads, and he didn't do anything. I mean, not really. Like mm-hmm. so, yeah. I ended up dropping him again. So it's like, mm. um, yeah. I'd be very curious to see he gets the head coach, coaching job in Vegas because, yeah, um, I think it'd be a cool place to play. And, oh yeah. I hope they move on from Carr. I mean, from the game yeah. I watched yesterday versus Cincinnati, yeah. Carr is just, he, he's not making quick decisions. He's got yeah. the talent, he just does not make good decisions in the pocket. And that was painfully obvious at yeah. that game. So, yeah. Uh, always, if you ever see Derek Carr <laughs> on an NFL team and the weather is below 30, that's against yeah. him. He, he has <laughs> never won a game. Where they're, they're, they're the weather is below 30
1: so some people some people don't do well on the ice uh one thing <laughs> i was one thing i was going to mention my wife uh megan as you know uh she was in las vegas this last week for a big industry trade show conference right and she ended up touring the vegas raiders stadium and
0: really <laughs> yeah so were, yeah because they were playing at
1: cincinnati right because Well, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they were. But uh, they were able to tour it, her and uh, some other um, professionals. Actually, or interestingly enough, she ended up going, one of her clients, Megan's clients, are the Dallas Cowboys marketing team. And she toured the Raiders facility with some of the members of the Dallas Cowboys marketing team. So it was interesting because... They were asking each other, uh, is this stadium? Like, how big is this stadium? It doesn't seem that big. And, you know, they were just kind of. Oh, kinda, what a power you know, flex.
0: Like, my stadium's yeah. bigger than yours.
1: <laughs> Actually, wow. I think they said it held like 60 or 80,000. But Megan, Megan was saying to them, she said, is this awkward for you guys, working for the Cowboys and being here? She goes, it's awkward for me. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, um so that was kind of you know fun little thing she got to do while she was there for a work conference
0: yeah for, i remember like uh here in texas they uh like when they opened up we call it jerry world around here but yeah. like you know when we opened up at&t stadium they were offering these expensive tours of the stadium yeah And i always thought i was so dumb but then i actually walked around the stadium i'm like i don't mind a tourist you like what else Going on enough in this place, you know, yeah. like you can see like the field level, you see the locker room, you see way up high. I mean, that's interesting. Like, so uh, I I'm, I don't make fun of it anymore. So, um, yeah. okay, so let's talk about um, now. I probably would have a little bit more than you because I played in eight leagues this year um, that I talked about on the previous uh, episode. But let's talk about your favorite fantasy football players and your worst. And this could be either on your team or, you know, you know, playing, you know, daily fantasy. So what are, what were your, fa- like, give me your top five favorites that you're going to heavily target again in next year's draft.
1: Are these players that were on my current roster? Or could these be players that, it could be anything? Yeah. Um, well, I think you have to start with probably the number one, and I'm going to start with favorites, I guess, you know, guys to look at. Uh, um, okay. so don't, don't you take any notes because it means it's <laughs> against me.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. We've got a long um,
0: off season ahead of us. So I know,
1: sure. I know. Um, well, I mean, I think too, whenever you're drafting in the league, um, you know, you want to make sure what, what, format is it? Is it PPR? Is it non-PPR? Um, I think it's that's one factor you want to consider when considering guys to heavily target. You want to look at guys that are, uh, some of the top receivers or, uh, running backs that get a lot of catches in the backfield and are able to make plays that way too. So you don't have to look at only wide receivers or running backs. I mean, you could even, you know, so I think that's one thing to consider when you first off, when you're targeting, you know, top guys, you know, quote unquote. Um, I think for me, guys that I would look at, um, you know, top producing players this year, um, you look at guys like, you um, Running back, Jonathan Taylor, I think, obviously comes to mind when it comes to top-producing running backs, you know, and all. I think really, maybe not in PPR formats, but the guy just ran the ball so well this year behind that Colts offensive line. Um He's one guy I definitely to consider.
0: Um Another take, guy. If you had a first-round pick uh yeah. next year, would you take – is it a hard choice between – because this is be a lot of your fans to talk about. Do you have to take Derrick Henry or Jonathan Taylor?
1: Yeah. I I don't think that's a a good problem to have, I think, comparing those (laughs) two guys. (laughs) That's a good problem, you know, because in next year, actually, I do have the number one pick. So, um, I, uh, in our league, by the way. So, yeah, I mean, that's a valid point, right? And you did bring up, you brought up Derrick Henry as well. That's another good guy, you know, to target. I had him in, um, the Austin league, uh, which is now that weekly daily fantasy format. I mentioned, um, I had him in that league and I got him at a great value. I got him in the, gosh, I think maybe fourth or fifth round, um, and uh he just ended up having a great year that year. Anyway, uh Derek Henry, uh Jonathan Taylor, uh wide receivers, maybe like uh Cooper Cup, just great year this year. I got uh, Cooper Cup everywhere in the fourth round. Probably no. the, and like the
0: one that the one lead that I won, I got I yeah. Cooper Cup with, you know, Matthew Stafford. And Cooper Cup covered Matthew Stafford with for most of the year. Yeah. So
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, he won't go to the
0: fourth round next year. I promise
1: you that. No, he won't. He will not. Um, But man, he just turned out to be great this year. Um, So, those would be maybe, you know, those are three guys that I consider, you know, top guys to target for next year, obviously. So, with the number one pick this year, you know, definitely considering all three of those guys, um, depending on, you know, hopefully, you know, none of those guys get hurt. You never want players to get hurt because, you know, they want to perform, they want to do well. And, they have to make money for themselves and their families. So um, never, never like to see guys get hurt, you know, regardless if they're on, you know, opposing team of, you know, my favorite teams, Cowboys and Broncos. Never want to see opposing guys get hurt. So um, I think the, uh, you know, top three guys would be those guys I'd be looking at.
0: All right. So quick side, uh, side question about the Broncos. you you're a Broncos fan. Who yeah. is your dream quarterback for next year
1: to come I I think everybody knows who uh, they want to come to Denver that would be Mr. Discount Double Check (laughs) Aaron Rodgers
0: yeah I mean I think like obviously I think that would be the best fit uh, for the culture there too and it comes with I don't know what they're going to do with Melvin Gordon but it comes with Jamal Williams who's I'm just I'm watching him during the offseason to kind of see what what the yeah. reports are, um, yeah. The, the loaded wide receiver core. They just, they just had bad, they just had a bad year. I mean, I mean, yeah. even, but like, I remember winning some games with Tim, Tim Patrick. Because like, yeah. he was just a monster game. I happen to have him in Dated Fantasy. So, you know, yeah. Tim Patrick, Courtney Shetland, Jerry Judy, uh, Noah Fant hopefully takes a step forward, but I feel like yeah. that's just
1: hopefully. not his fault. yeah.
0: Uh, who else is there? Um, that's pretty much it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, uh, like, I mean, that's, that's a great, solid offense. That, that you can—it is. Right, more bad, they could easily make the playoff next year.
1: Yeah, yeah. So... They got a good defense, and yeah, that
0: dude. Uh, I used the defense in the uh, playoffs. Yeah, uh, the, the the lead that I want. So um, yeah, not to But anyway, uh, so biggest. Uh, bombed from either the draft or people, or like, you know, they did okay in the beginning of the season, uh, and you ended up like just hating them, uh, and it's like you will, you will not touch again. I'll give <laughs> you a great example of mine. I huh, took Trey yeah. Sherman okay, everywhere.
1: You did,
0: yeah, and like Elijah Mitchell went undrafted. And yeah. I mean, I blew like six round, six round picks on him trying <laughs> to make sure that I was like, oh, this guy is going to be, Raheem Moses, like, I love that yeah. guy. Uh, I knew he was going to get, I didn't think he would get hurt that fast. But like, I thought like, you know, it would be Raheem Moses for three to four games, and then it would be mm-hmm. Trey German. And yeah. when Raheem Moses went down, I was like, Trey going to be it. And said, who the fuck is Elijah Mitchell? So, <laughs> uh, yeah. so who, who is, that, who is that guy for you?
1: Um, man, uh, you know, I, I think one guy that was like the biggest, and this is like bomb, right? Mm-hmm. He said biggest bomb. Uh, man, I can't, this is kind of tough because while I know, or I mentioned earlier, Saquon, you know, to me, didn't perform to his draft value, mm-hmm. um, over, over the se- the course of the season, being hurt, um just not performing well, even when he was healthy, just uh just not performing up to first round standards. Right. Um I I mean I would have to say um I don't even know if this counts. Maybe I, I drafted Will Fuller in the around the middle rounds. The guy didn't play a single down this year. He was on IR the whole year. Um you know, and I and I expected him to perform at least a little bit. Yeah. Um that's so a I'd great have to sample. I'd have to say that would probably be like a waste, you know, like a bomb, I guess. Because I had him last year, maybe the year before. He actually did very well when he was yeah. with Houston. Um I, I would put him in the flex spot at times. And he's a very well guy. Yeah. Um, so I, I would probably have to say him is my answer. Yeah, Will Fuller, um,
0: Man, I don't know what, like, I may actually, that's actually a really good name. Even if he is healthy, yeah. I may actually avoid him next year. Yeah, Just because it's not worth, you know, right. chasing after, you know. Yeah.
1: Well, when you think about it, he hadn't played in a year, in a full season. Now, granted, he may be healthy again, but I don't think he's worth the risk. I don't think no, he's I worth mean, the right. risk. How old
0: is he? To... He's getting up there.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's worth the risk next uh, this coming season to you know place even, you know middle yeah. rounds. Um, I just don't, I, I just don't think he is.
0: Yeah, to leave him on the wave wire for like maybe a weekly pickup or something.
1: Yeah, yeah, maybe see how he does in his first few weeks, and then I may have to be battling you for him. I don't know. All <laughs> right.
0: So before we wrap up, uh, I want to yeah. ask
1: one final question, and yeah, and
0: this is something that I like to do every year with. Um, you know, like, what did I do bad this year that I could do differently next year? Like, for example, like, at the beginning of this year, and I talked about it in one of my um, videos, is one of the things I did was and I do this every year regardless, but one of the things I did is I I hold on to players too long need to free up and pick up somebody else um, differently that's actually producing, and I need to do it before week eight. 'Cause mm-hmm. after week eight or actually, you know, more like week seven, yeah, you know, it becomes a bad wasteland of waiver wire pickup. Because everybody gets solidified, everybody knows who's producing, they pick up the backup. So try to be a little bit more on top of that, especially during week five to six. Um then I was much, much better about that this year. So mm-hmm. tell me. to to talk about some of the things you wish you have been more mindful of and you want to improve on for uh twenty two season.
1: Well, one thing immediately comes to mind. It was a matchup against um, our friend Anthony. I, I remember the day of I started somebody who was healthy and I didn't pay attention that day to the injury report that came out in the morning. And turns out while I thought the player was healthy, he didn't play at all. He registered me zero points and Anthony beat me by like a point. So even Aww. if this guy had played, um yeah. If, if you just played one set,
0: you would have been fine.
1: It, it, yeah. This was uh I forgot who it was now. It was, you know, oh, a latter of part of the then, season. Yeah. But um, you know, I and I try to be mindful of myself or mindful, you know, of staying up on the injury reports and the COVID. Now you have to look at the COVID list, you know. Well, I know that they report them both now at the same time, but see you know, say who's out because of injury or out because of COVID protocols. Um so I would say biggest thing for me that I need to be more mindful of that actually cost me a win this year, which may have been the difference between, you know, maybe qualifying for the playoffs, maybe not. I need to go back and look at the records because I was right on the bubble of making the playoffs. So I would say that biggest thing for next year to be mindful of is absolutely double, maybe triple check to make sure that before the games kick off at noon, that every single player is eligible to play and not on the IR list or COVID list. So that would be the number one thing for me that immediately comes to mind as far as like things to do next year.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I remember when I first started playing, uh, I mean, I would set my lineup after waivers where I am. Yeah. And I wouldn't second it again until next week. Yeah. Like, it was just like one and done. Like, and then it started like, all right, I, I would set my lineup on Wednesday. I would kind of fiddle around with it and yeah. double check on Friday and I, I'll be be done. You know, I could just watch the right. games. Uh, right. Now I've got a vote coming up, like you yeah. know, if it's some, some, somebody that I follow and I'm like, hey, what's going on? And yeah. it's kind of like become, you know, objective, you know, well, I'm in eight leagues now and I do a right. fantasy football podcast. So it's like, right. you know, I'm checking, the, you know, at 11 a.m. You know, Sunday morning, you know, yeah, no matter how much I've had to drink, I'm checking them on, <laughs> on Sunday night for yeah. you know, I'm checking Mon- them on uh, excuse me, uh, Monday afternoon, Monday afternoon. I'm checking them like on Saturday Thursday night. Thursday afternoon, yeah.
1: Uh, the Thursday night
0: game, afternoon, yeah. So, you know, I've got like a whole system set up now where yeah. I'm constantly making sure because, like, why uh, one a good friend actually pointed out to me was like, of all the, the time and money you invest in this. Mm. to, like, not give yourself every opportunity to win. Because a lot of these leads that win, like, the pay after, you know, a couple hundred dollars, like, you know, that's been on vacation for something, you know. Yeah. And, you know, that, that that's just the mindset that I have. It's like, all right, listen, you invest in this, you know, make sure you participate in it. And, like, right. you know, most of the leads I play in, like you said, like, you know, with our league, like, most of, almost all, everybody, like, has gotten better at understanding fantasy football, researching fantasy football. They don't just buy a magazine right before the draft uh, and just do a ranking list. Because Just because you have, like, a top 200 ranking list does not mean you should draft in that order at all. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, I got, I remember in several drafts this year, I got sniped. By sniped, I mean, they, draft, they drafted the person right before me that I would hoping for like more times than I've ever seen in my life, which means they're getting more better information than I'm getting, uh, or the same better information that I'm getting now. So it's kind of like, it's become more competitive and I hate it and love it. So uh, we don't have that. I don't have that, that many leads to have that. I mean, every lead has that one guy that kind of checks out after week six. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's unfortunate, but you know, it's hard to get, you know, 12 guys to be consistent. So yeah. Um, well, that's all i have for you today, Jared. like thank you so much for coming on fantasy yeah Tippler. uh yeah we would love to have you back at some point and uh yeah. have a great off season and uh we look forward to 22
1: yeah thanks for having me guys right. you guys thanks. have a good day Go- follow the show on all streaming platforms including apple Podcasts, spotify and youtube
0: don't forget to hit that subscribe button you can also follow us on instagram at the fantasy tipler and twitter at fantasy Tippler.